This is Daf Yud Dalit in Masechet Megillah. We are on Daf Yud Gimel Amud Bet, five lines from the bottom of the Amud, in the middle of the line. Im Alamelech Tov. We continue to analyze each word, each pasuk in the story of the Megillah in depth. The pasuk says Im Alamelech Tov. This was Haman speaking to Achashverosh after he made his argument that the Jewish people were worthy of destruction. He said, if it finds favor in the eyes of the king, if the king is happy with it, may it be written to destroy them. He offers to give 10,000 talents of silver to finance the destruction of the Jews. Reish Lakish says that it was well known before the Creator that in the future Haman would count out money to pay for the destruction of Israel and therefore Therefore, Hashem put the shkalim of the Jewish people before the shkalim of Haman. That's why it says in the Mishnah, that starting from the first day of the month of Adar, we already start announcing the importance of donating the shkalim for the coming year, the machatzit shekel that everybody would give to finance the function of the Beit HaMikdash for that year, and also they would take care of the mixed uh, species that had become intertwined and planted together uh, throughout Israel. That would, they would start looking for that. Uh, and being concerned with that in the beginning of Adar. But the point is that in the, from the first of Adar, the Jewish people were giving their shkalim. So that was preempting, so to speak, the shkalim of Haman that uh, were to destroy the Jewish people. The zechut of the mitzvah of shkalim preceded that. The king said to Haman, you don't have to pay me. The, the, the money is yours. And the nation is yours to do whatever you want to do with them. What is a comparison of Achashverosh and Haman? Two people. One of them had a hill in his backyard. One had a hole. One person says, I wish I could have uh, the person who had the hill the pile of dirt in his yard said, uh, I wish somebody would give me a, uh, a pit to put it into. And the one who had the pit said, I wish somebody would give me a pile of dirt. So, so Liamim, eventually, Nizdavgu Zetel Zeh, Amalo Bal Charitza Balatel Mecholi Telcha. So the person who had his, uh, who had the, eventually they meet each other. The one who has the pit in his yard says, Sell me your pile of dirt. And the person who has the, the uh, pile of dirt says, please take it for free. If only somebody would take it. In other words, since they had a mutual interest, one had a pit and one had a hole, didn't charge each other money. They were happy to work together to solve their respective problems. It says that the king took his ring off and gave it to Greater was the removal of Achashverosh's ring that he presented to Haman more than the 48 prophets, Vesheva Nivyot, and the seven prophetesses, Shenitnabulenisrit, that uh, prophesied for Israel. Because none of them were successful in bringing the Jewish people back to the proper way. But the taking off of the ring of Achashverosh to empower Haman, that inspired the Jewish people to do Teshuvat. There were 48 male prophets and 7 female prophetesses who prophesied for Israel. Not once did they add anything to the Torah or subtract anything from the Torah. Except for the reading of the Megillah. What was the basis of their decision? Uh, determination that that including the mitzvah of reading the Megillah would be allowed. 
that uh, Rabbi Chiyab Ravin said in the name of Rabbi Shobhan Kocha as follows. That it should say kal v'chomer according to the Bach. Kal v'chomer. If from going from slavery to freedom, such as in the case of Yitziat Mitzrayim, the Exodus from Egypt, we celebrate by saying halel mitel chayim lo Certainly, we have to have some kind of celebration, going from death to life when we were threatened with annihilation by Haman and we were saved. If that's true, halel So then, why don't we have halel on uh, on Purim? And it says uh, um, it should say amar Rabbi Yitzchak. If you shein amoyim halel on neshem chutzaretz. Because we don't say Hallel on a miracle that happened outside of Israel. So then, so then how is it that we're possible that we say Hallel on Pesach? Since the, the miracle of Pesach, the miracle of Yitzhak Mitzrayim happened in Egypt. Not in Israel. The answer is that before the Jewish people entered Eretz Israel, any miracle that happened to them anywhere, they could celebrate. But from the time that the Jewish people came to from then on, only miracles that happened in Israel warranted uh, Halil. So that's why we don't say Halil for Purim, but we do read the Megillah. Rav Nachman says, actually, we do have Halil on Purim. It's just that the reading of the Megillah that recounts the miracle counts as the Halil. It should say, according to the, uh, according to the Bach, Matkifla, Rav Rava objected and said, uh, and said, Midame, what's the, what's the comparison? Because when it comes to the, to Yitziat Mitzrayim, we can easily say, praise Hashem, like it says in the Hallel, Hallelujah, Avde Hashem, uh, praise Hashem, all servants of Hashem, right? Um, but, uh, because we're, we're Avde Hashem, Avde Paro, because we no longer were serving Paro, but here, Hallelujah, Avde Hashem, Avde Hashem, we can't say, praise Hashem, servants of Hashem, who are not servants of Achashvosh because because even after the Jewish people were saved from the decree of Haman, they were still considered to be uh, servants of Achashvosh. They didn't leave Achashvosh's kingdom. So it wouldn't be possible to have a full expression of Halil because it happened uh, that... Um, that uh, the the miracle happened in uh, you know in a situation where the Jewish people continued to be under the auspices of Achashverosh ben Rav ben Rav Nachman Kasha and this is difficult both for Rava and for Rav Nachman because for Rava Rava said that uh, that 